You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. It's in front. Honolulu Bay's about to get the run from Old Town Road. It's Spirit of St. Louis. Mac Dan getting through Honolulu Bay. I cast no shadows out wider. Honolulu Bay hit the lead. Honolulu Bay drew clear. David Moran and Honolulu Bay. Honolulu Bay wins it. Great go for the Miners. I cast no shadow in Old Town Road. Yeah, that was the Hunter Cup, Honolulu Bay. You wouldn't see a better drive. How He had to make a split-second decision to get in behind the leader there on the bend and got the run through. Chris Barsby is with us. How are you, Chris? Steve, I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And we see that horse on the weekend in a star-studded lineup here at the Spinangle program. And it's a tough draw as well, Steve. He's drawn out in the car park. So David Moran produced the goods last time out in the Hunter Cup. His drive this weekend is going to be half... Well, it will have to be just as good, if not better, because he's got to run top two because just that little bit of uncertainty on how many they're going to take through uh, for the Miracle Mile the following week. So a top two finish guarantees you a start, but anything uh, after that, you're in the lap of the gods, I feel. So uh, you've got to run top two in these two sprint heats. So it's going to be very interesting racing. What did you make of the speedy Penny Tiger last week, Chris, in the Newcastle Mile, the Perth horse? Yeah, he was okay. Um, Yeah... I'm not sure. Does he deserve a start this weekend? Like Some will question that, you know, the Queensland horse was probably stiff to miss out, and some will question, does Penny Tiger deserve? He is a recent Group 1 winner, so you've got to give him that. And uh, he, he went, what, track record speed at Gloucester Park when he won the Knights of Thunder. But, you know, he, he's got to produce big time on Saturday night. Um, so there's a few horses here that really need to step up, and it's going to be cutthroat racing to guarantee yourself uh, an invitation for the uh, the Miracle Mile the following week. Mm. Spirit of St. Louis interest me. Did a power of work, I thought, last start and battled on all right um, on the weekend. Yeah, and that's not his go, but how do they drive him this week from three, given that the stablemate's drawn in barrier one? So tactics, that's going to be crucial for that, uh, that first sprint heat race four. Our first guest is with us, Chris, mobile rolling. Well, it's a star-studded lineup in Sydney on Saturday night. Not only have we got those qualifying heats for the Miracle Mile, we've got the Ladyship Mile of the Queen Elizabeth, as it's now known, the New South Wales Oaks. But the Derby heats are taking place on Saturday night, and they're they're really strong and competitive races. Three in total. They're the last three races on this program Saturday night. Races eight, nine, and ten. And the man that has a great one-two punch combo going into the derby this Saturday night joins us first up this morning, Nathan Turnbull, and he's online with us now. Nathan, appreciate the time. No worries, boys. How are you? Really well. On deadline and better be the best. Uh, these guys are, are really sharp three-year-olds. Yeah, super excited. We've uh, sort of aimed for this since the end of last year. So, to you know, the heat's run around. It's really exciting time, that's for sure. Can you split them, Nathan? Which one is better than the other or you don't want to sort of go there at this stage? Uh, it's hard at this stage. They're sort of very different horses. Um, better be the best is just ready-made. He's, um, you know, takes it all before him, whereas the other fellow's still just doing it all on raw ability and doing a couple of little things wrong. So um, I'm sure as time progresses and they both mature even more, hopefully they'll just keep, continue to keep getting better. Which one then strikes the easier heat on Saturday night? If there's such a thing, which one's got the, 
the more, you know, likely a victory coming their way. Probably looking at it, probably better be the best sort of looks like his heat's a touch easier than the other fella, but in saying that, they're all pretty special horses and um, neither of them are going to get an easy time of it, that's for sure. Let's start with the on-deadline. He goes around on the first derby heat, which was race eight. He's five for five since coming over from New Zealand, previously with Logan Hollis in Auckland. What stood out for this guy that made you sort of chase him to, to get him into your stable? Yeah, he was super impressive. Um, all three starts over there, all at Alexandra Park. He sort of led up and sat in the deaf end, come from behind. So we knew he was pretty versatile. And uh, the owner was really keen to buy a young horse, and he looked like pretty special. And Nick Gearham was instrumental in us getting hold of him. And, um, yeah, he's come over and done a super job. He won three as a two-year-old as soon as he got over here. and was eligible to sort of go to the Breeders' Crown in Melbourne. But he opted to just give him a let-up and really aim for the three-year-old and let him mature a little bit more before we took on the big boys. He wouldn't have come cheap, Nathan, with a record like that. No, no, he was pretty high price, so um, he justified it so far and continue to keep improving, like I said. So he's two for two so far as a three-year-old. Has he impressed you with the way he's come back as a as an older horse? Yeah, he's seemed to have matured a little bit more, like he's still wanting to get in a touch around the last bend, but nothing like he was as a two-year-old, and... He's not wearing... I have the lug and pile on him as a two-year-old. I've taken that off as a three-year-old and he's copped it well. He raced around an 800-metre track at Penrith and then back to Bathurst where I really opened him up last week. And he ran low 55s his last half out by himself. So, he, And just before he went for a spell as a two-year-old, he come from back in the field and that was probably Nelly's most impressive win for me. So he, he's very versatile, which is definitely helped. Yeah, the horse looked like it was running time to it, Bathurst, last start. I just noticed uh, on the replay here, when you went for him halfway up the straight, something happened there. His head went up and he changed stride a bit. Yeah, uh, put it nicely. I, I I scared the crap out of him because he, you know, <laughs> he was just poking along out by himself and I roared at him and he just threw his head up in the air and took off again. So that's what I mean about just being a little bit immature and things like that. Like he was just poking along, having a picnic out in front of when I said come boy we're here to you know get a bit of fitness under your belt he took off again so yeah he's super exciting that's yeah, for sure. That's the way it's like you're putting a, a car into fifth gear from fourth gear that's the way it appeared. Yeah a little bit like that like I said I, I sort of scared him more than anything and he shot off again which was very, you know very pleasing that's for sure. So with this heat on Saturday night, you've got the Kiwi Star Elder Meteor drawn the inside, dangerous up from Victoria, and then there's the, the Riverina three-year-old blazing home who looks really sharp. So how does this heat play out in your mind at this early stage? Yeah, like I said, being so versatile definitely helps. Probably the only place I don't want to be is the death seat. So I think it will just drive him probably a bit conservative early and hopefully we can get a good toe into the race off any one of them inside me. And um, if we're close enough at the top of the straight, you know, we've got a big straight to catch them if we're up close enough and good enough. Okay. Better be the best goes around in the last race, which is heat three. Uh, he's won eight from 11. Now, tell me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but he's by Shuby's plays out of Patch Maguire. Patch Maguire, did she race for Grant Dixon up here? I honestly couldn't tell you that. I know she yeah, is a Kiwi mare, but I couldn't tell you if Grant had her or not. 
Yeah, okay. She rings a bell, that's for sure. Now, this guy's a Group 1 winner. He won the Breeders' Blue. Did he go above and beyond expectations last year in that rookie campaign? Sure, he was, he's always been very special from day one, that's for sure. Um, from the first time I put the hobbles on him, he just had that X factor about him. And, he, you know, he really lived up to it all the way through the two-year-old season. The only time he was um, placed was when he got caught in the death seat in the Gold Crown final. And, um, yeah, super impressive all the way through. And he was, he like, Gallup going up to the gate in the actual Breeders' Challenge and give them, you know, 30, 40 head start and still ran second. There was a massive run that night. And I, I was kicking myself. I didn't think we were eligible for the blue because he ran second. But when he was eligible for the blue, we all, you know, breathed a sigh of relief, that's for sure. And he was able to go in that and give him a touch-up. That was a very special night, that's for sure. Well, I'm glad you brought up the Breeders' Challenge final. Steve, you've got to look at this replay. It better be the best last year. So... Have you allowed yourself to watch the replay, Nathan, of that race since it happened? Yeah, plenty of times. Uh, you put yourself through that pain, know, eh? Yeah, we honestly didn't know to laugh or cry that night because we just <laughs> thought what could have been, but also, like, what what special animal we do have to give them that much start and still run them to, you know, a couple of metres. It was an amazing effort, and but... um. On the other hand, you thought what could have been, but um, we're lucky enough to be able to event that the final week in the Blue Series, so it was great. Yeah. So you reckon 30 to 40 metres you lost? Yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. Probably 30 metres behind the last horse, really. Like, he was a long yeah. way back. And don't yeah. get me wrong, we got a charmed run after that. We just went to the fence and I really looked after him. I wasn't going to do anything stupid and it just kept opening up but we, and we got runs all along the fence but he still didn't even finish as close as he did wherever he had to go around one horse or none. Like, it was an amazing effort. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the horse that won's pretty sharp in his own right so you've done an amazing job there. He's had the one run back. Now, does he feel different to last season, better be the best? He's probably... His work is definitely just as good as last year, and I gave him two solid trials. and And then last week, I put him, I picked that race out. Of, it was over the longer trip, which I wanted to give him a go at. And um, before we went down, you know, and went to Menangle over the long trip, and we probably were made work a little bit harder than we wanted to. But it's really brought him on. He's jumping out of his skin, so I couldn't be happy with where they're both at leading into it. That's for sure. Okay, what about 2,400 metres for both of these three-year-olds? A little bit unknown on deadline, I think, one close to uh, 2,200 metres. But is there any sort of chink in the armour there with the distance? Not really. Like I said, uh, they've both sort of went over the longer trip and cop it good, and they both seem like they're, you know, got, you know, pretty tough. So I'm super excited to get down there and see what they can do, that's for sure. Okay, you've got the Queenslanders in that heat with Better Be the Best. Sure thing, Captain. Bold Medley Jujon goes down there for Grant Dixon, so they probably look like they're going to be a strong opposition. Yeah, 100%. Uh, sure thing, Captain, come down with a big rap on him and one super impressive first up down here in Sydney, and then things went wrong for him next time out, but then he's tried good since, so he's obviously definitely one got to worry about and then uh, Grant's also Grant's not going to travel with something that you know isn't any good and he's sort of unbeaten as well since he's got him over from New Zealand so yeah it's going to 
it's never going to be easy when you go in these big races, but I'm um, super happy with where my boys are at. Okay, so if they safely get through the heats here on Saturday night and they're lining up in the big Group 1 final next week, are you likely to drive better be the best or you're not committed at this stage either way? Um, I'll jump that hurdle when I get to it at this stage, probably just leaning towards better be the best just because he's come to me as a baby. Like, I've got a pretty special bond with him. He's been here since day one. But um, obviously, you know, things can go wrong and, you know, if one don't make it or one does, I'll, like I said, I'll just jump that hurdle when I get to it and see what the barrage all brings out as well. So we'll just play that when it comes along. Sure. Uh, I've got to ask, the campaign ahead, hopefully it includes next week's New South Wales Derby final, but are you starting to map the road ahead for both of these guys? Yeah, well, better be the best has got a quick sort of backup. He's in the Gold Crown series, which is in our own hometown here at Bathurst. And... Um, and then I'll probably look to give him a good long spell after that. He didn't get as long over Christmas as I probably would have liked it. But, um, yeah, and then bring him back later in the season for the Breeders' Challenge and races like that. Whereas the other guy, he's owned up there in Queensland and, um, yeah, all going well. I'd love to bring him up there for the Queensland derby. So I should be able to split him up pretty well after this um, series. Okay. Excellent news. Now, I've got to ask, you're absolutely flying. PB season last year, the good form has continued into 2023. So you're the leading driver, both trainer and driver, in New South Wales as it stands right now. It's been a hot start for the new year. Yeah, for sure. We're having a great run at the moment. Plenty of nice horses going through their grades, which obviously helps you have your runs like that. But, um, yeah, no, young fella... Jet, who I know you're a fan of, left school now and he's helping me out and um, yeah, it seems to have taken the team to a new level, working them together and stuff like that and plenty of new clients, it's all just have to pinch myself sometimes, it's been an amazing ride so far. Well, success breeds success, how many have you got in work? Um, there's about 30 here at the moment, so we hovered at we used to only hover around you know 15 to 20 and um, since yeah, our latest success we've stepped it up to about 30 and like i said we're having a great run and plenty of new clients joining in and it's been a great run nathan i grew up watching the turnbull family i'm sure many of our listeners did just in the last 50 years or so just at a guess do you know how many turnbulls would have been licensed in in harness racing so in the past 30 or 40 50 years or so just out of interest yeah no i honestly couldn't tell you obviously. what about a guess <laughs> grandfather started it all and then mm -hmm. all, all his kids have done it and then now all his grandkids do it see like so you've got to count um all the richmonds that are driving in city at the moment they're like cindy's kids so if you're all my relations that's for sure like there'd have to be yeah 30 of us you'd think incredible isn't it yeah uh, uh grandfather left the last and legacy that's for sure well, I'm glad you went down that path, Steve, because I wanted to ask Nathan. So, as it stands, we all know the deeds of Hondo Grattan, legendary horse, uh, dual Inter-Dominion winner. So, where Nathan trains his horses from, it's at the family property at the Lagoon, just outside of Bathurst town itself. So, there's Steve, there's Amanda, there's Josh, and the, yourself, Nathan, that all train on the same sort of property using the same track, right? Yeah, that's correct. So how many horses 
per day would be getting out onto that track and going through their routine? Uh, well, me and Mandra are both hovering around 30, and I think Josh has got about 35 to 40 at the moment, and Dad's about the same. So, yeah, there's probably at least upwards of 120 horses per day getting trained on this one little track, so it's a big effort. You'd want to be careful getting onto the track, wouldn't you, given the volume of traffic with the amount of horses that are, you know, going about their business. So it, 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 you'd want to have your wits about you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you definitely got to look both ways, that's for sure. And another question, how many times do you reckon the Turnbulls have been involved in the whole program at a meeting at Bathurst? Yeah, it's um, there's plenty of times when we're all, all nearly in it and, um, yeah, we're as eager to beat each other as anybody else out there. So there's plenty of bragging rights out there, but there's plenty of times, even my young fella that's just starting out his trials, his very first trial drive, he had his two grandfathers and then me, his father and his uncle in the trial with him. So not many kids could say their first trial drive. They only drove against all their family. And what's his name? Uh, Jet. Jet, oh, who, who Chris was a fan of, you mentioned, yeah. Yeah. Steve, you had a little uh, bit of a, a holiday, a working holiday. You know, spent some time with some local trainers up here, and I was able to call him in a few trials, and uh, he sits in really good. So will he drive at some point this year, Nathan? Yeah, he's done all his trial drives now, and now he's just got to wait till he turns actually 16, which is in July. So he's counting down the days. He's actually just gone to town now to measure it, get himself measured up to get his suit. He had Mark Pitt at... Menangle the other night, a rat's nim trying his suit on to see which one, what size to get and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's busting to get out there. So will he have the red and blue family colours as well? Yeah, he's got it all picked out, what he's got, um, red and blue and a bit of white in there, I think he's got. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting times for him, that's for sure. You put pressure on him when he was born by calling him Jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to be fast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. After he gets a leg up. All right. Well, just in, in closing, uh, another thing that I wanted to ask about, these two three-year-olds that are going around the derby heat, so on deadline, better be the best. We know racehorses have got stable names. Just outline to the listeners, wh what do we know these guys as around home at the stables? Yeah, well, um, we, we call on deadline Shaq because he, when he comes to us, Shaq was in Australia at the time, so we call him Big Shaq and then... The other fella is better be the best. We call him Tupac because he, he's just, <laughs> the day we got him, he, he was just a little gangster that was uh, a little rat bag. So we call him Tupac and he's pretty well known around the traps for being called Tupac. Everyone knows him. So, he's um, yeah, it's pretty cool that he's got such a following at such a young age. Well, he's got the uh, the proof in the pudding. Eight from 11, he's a Group 1 winner and he's going to be one of the major players in the New South Wales derby. And so too is Shaq on deadline. So... Hopefully both qualify this Saturday night onwards and upwards for the Derby final the following week. And then hopefully we'll get to see you during our carnival in July later this year. Yeah, all going well. Hopefully, yeah, we can get a few up there. It'll be good to get away and come up to the sunshine out of the cold bath this winter. And we'll go out with Shaq. Just don't yell at him halfway up the straight next start, will you? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll have to keep that under wraps. <laughs> Thanks for that. Good on you, boy. Is the short price favourite on deadline? He looks the winner. He's in front by 15 metres and extending. Second, one, two, three, cheese. Ellen Channon, Mickey, be quick battling back, borrowed time on the inside, but down to the line, on deadline, and Nathan Turnbull will win by about 20 metres. Yeah, very impressive visually there, Chris, and you can clearly see that when he yelled at him. He did pick up an extra gear as well. One of our young guns in Queensland is with us. 
Yeah, Angus Gerrard joins us now. Uh, I wanted to talk to Angus about a number of things, but first and foremost, Manila Playboy, who won the Open Class race, the free-for-all last Saturday night. It was super impressive. It was a skinny margin, but it was the way he went about it, Steve, that stood out. He was super sharp. 52-4, he chaired up for the last 1,000 metres, if not further, 27-4, 28-3 on the way home. Angus is online now with us. Angus, appreciate the time. No worries. Thanks for having me, Chris. Now, his past two victories, um, the performance to come off the speed in blazing sectionals two starts ago and then doing what he did there on Saturday night. Can you split those efforts? Oh, not really. Um, you know, they were, they were both phenomenal performances. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's really just on song at the moment. Yeah. Speed is his best friend, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. You know, he'll... Um, he can follow anything, and you know we saw that two starts back, field three wide, coming around the last corner and running twenty five six, which you sort of have to go a long way to find many other horses that would do that. Yeah, and then he showed another string to his bow. Uh, you drove a perfect race to get him home there last week because you made the early move. You got in front of Mac Da Vinci. You got outside your main danger. And he showed that versatility. He showed that he had a bit of strength about him too. 52-4, doing his fair share of work. Quick last half, 55-7. So a lot to like about last week as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, he's sort of known for that turn of foot and that high speed. But, um, you know, he's definitely strong when he needs to be. You know, we can drive him like that when we have to. And, um, you know, to put in a PB performance, sort of doing all the work and, to beat a horse who's done a really good job and is a noted leader in Northview Hustler is um, pretty impressive. Mm. It's exciting, though, knowing that the Carnival's fast approach in the Constellations, uh, our open-class ranks are, you know, they're, they're getting better and I think it's evolving. So the, the big three would be Black Sedan's Turn It Up, Mac Da Vinci. You throw in your guy now, Manila Playboy. He's got that certain X factor about him. And there's a few others, Hot and Treacherous, uh, Miracle Moose coming over from WA. It's exciting with when you think what's to come in the coming months. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, there, there's sort of a fair few coming there, coming through there now that look like they're going to make the racing really competitive in sort of the months and years to come. The other thing that I wanted to ask about with Manila Playboy, uh, I know Shane Fraser threw in a nomination for the Newcastle Mile last week. He was omitted from that field. Then he comes out and produces that performance. Did that give you a little bit of satisfaction? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that was Shane and I were both pretty happy with that. You know, we um, we both thought if he had got a run in that Newcastle Mile, he would have gone very close. Um, you know, they sort of run it to suit, and he probably would have got a nice trip the way that race worked out. So it was definitely satisfying to. Um, step out into open company on Saturday night and win like that. Mm. But you're not alone, though, because Black Sedance has been omitted from those qualifiers for the Miracle Mile, so uh, obviously the Queensland form doesn't rate. Yeah, clearly. Um, you know, they're sort of probably known for being pretty harsh on the Queensland form in New South Wales, and not really sure why, because, you know, a lot of our horses go down there and sort of do a good job, um, you know, Black Sedance did go down there for Lansmith Mile and he wasn't all that far away doing all the work really and 
you know, you've only got to look at Leap of Fame. He's been everywhere and beat everything from Queensland. So, um, mm. yeah, that's probably a little harsh unnecessarily. Yeah, no doubt about it. So Manila Playboy, do, does he back up again this Saturday night? Yeah, yeah, he's in there Saturday night at Redcliffe. Yeah, okay. And he flies around Redcliffe, so uh, there's no issue there. Yeah, that's right. He loves it. Um, that, that's sort of another reason we were pretty keen on the Newcastle mile. You know, it can be a bit of a tricky track for some horses. You know, we saw BDK didn't handle it at all, but we knew he sort of loved those tight tracks and doesn't worry him at all, so we were pretty keen to get him on there. But, um, you know, we look forward to Saturday night at Redcliffe. Mm, only a small field. Northview Hustler draws to your inside again, so... Could it be a similar type scenario as last week where you might have to do all the uh, the legwork outside the leader? Yeah, possibly, Chris. Um, it would be nice to get a really nice draw one day. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he'll race good again, I'm sure. And um, we'll just have to see how the race pans out as to what we do. Well, take your medicine now. Cop the bad draws now. And when the big races roll around carnival time, that's when you can put your hand up and ask for those good draws. So we'll see if that unfolds. You've got a couple of drives tonight uh, at Recklive. I'll be watching goes around in race two, drawn two off the second row. He's going well, this horse. Do you give him a, a winning chance here? Yeah, he's definitely a hope on his best, Chris. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's been racing all that bad, to be honest. Um, probably hasn't had a whole lot of luck lately, but uh, if they run the race to suit him, he's definitely into the shot. Okay, race three, our boy Roy. He's ODM, so he was in trouble last time out. Yeah, he was just uh, not on his best behaviour there last week, but uh, I, I'm sure he'll be uh, back switched on again this week, and uh, I think he can run a good race. Okay, and your final drive tonight is the most S in race seven, drawn gate one. So does that give uh, this runner a chance? Yeah, I, I think she can go close, Chris. Um I actually think she's got a little bit of ability and uh, if it's not tonight, I don't think it'll be long before she picks up a mate. Okay, well, Barrier One's a, a big plus there at Rickliffe. So, super job last week with the drive on Manila Playboy and good luck tonight. And just uh, quickly, I wanted to ask about Sunday night, uh, the awards night. You stared a couple of awards there. So, great recognition for a huge season, 2022. So, uh, youngest driver to reach 500 wins. That, that's a huge honour in its own right. So good to see you picking up a few award, awards there on Sunday night at the awards night. Yeah, thanks very much, Chris. Um, obviously, it's always a good night to get out there and sort of socialise a little bit away from the racetrack and recognise everyone's achievements over the past season. So it was uh, really good to see. Who was the best dancer? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Anyone get up and dance at the function? Oh, not really this year. We, uh, everyone got kicked out pretty early this year, so there wasn't oh. much of that going on. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they need to do that in future. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Darren Clayton's yeah. a dancer. Well, we'll find out. Angus, <laughs> appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Angus Garrard joining us. Darren Clayton would have listened to that interview intently, given all the Bathurst boy himself. Oh, He'd yeah. know the history of the yeah. Turnbulls. Yeah. Should have wrote a book yeah. on them. Should write a book on them. He's with us. Yeah, morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. I, th I think there is a couple of books out on, on the Turnbulls, but, yeah, they're um, uh, a big family. And I know, I know Chris has been there, but to think how many horses use that little track, oh. we're talking a track that's probably about 500 metres around, Steve. Yeah. Um, 
to f the fact that they can prepare winner after winner on that size track they don't truck them into town to the big track to to train them or anything like that they just work them at home and, and get them sorted and away they go and uh, they do an amazing job we've been lucky enough to have horses trained by uh, a few of the different Turnbulls over the years so I've had one or had a couple with Nathan's dad Steve and had success so um, great family to deal with as well yeah it's amazing how they they do it. Uh, they they need a traffic light system just to get on and off the track because, uh, you know, like we said, you got to have your wits about it. Anyway, uh, enough deflecting there. Darren, have you got anything to say to Steve? I just um, I'm still looking for any video evidence I can see of uh, of Steve watching. I was a race trying to record it, but I dropped it as I was slipping under the lounge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It could be one of those videos that had, you know, one of those memes that go viral where, you know, the, the sad face or something like that. But, um, oh, look, Captain Ravishing, he was, he still probably run a good race. Like, he's been able to run second in the biggest four-year-old of the race of the year. So I don't think we can be too critical of him. I think what we need to do is really give all credit to Andy Gath, Kate Gath and Catch a Wave. And even now, I still think he's probably just seems to be a lot of commentary about Captain Ravishing not winning rather than Catch a Wave actually winning, which can be the case sometimes, but uh, I, I think Catch a Wave really needs to um, be given the credit he deserves. He beat him fair and square. Whether Captain Ravishing was right or not, it doesn't matter. He's beat him fair and square on the night. Yeah, wasn't there somewhere, was a cameraman or something, there was or some of the guys in the production team there to do a story on Captain Ravishing and it was a family member that ended up winning it with Catch a Wave? Something like mm. that. I saw on social. Yeah, I think it it went pear shaped. I'll, I'll, I'll ask the question though, Darren. Catch a Wave has now been invited and accepted for the Miracle Mile. Do you extend an invitation to Captain Ravishing? Uh, I, I know you got to look, I guess, looking at it both ways. From a pure racing perspective, I would wait. I, I think they really need to wait until after Saturday night's sprint qualifiers and to see what performance is there. I'd be really disappointed if he was issued an invite before those races take place. I think we need to give those horses their dues that are actually going around in the qualifiers, given their opportunity to see what they can perform. Um, I, I think off the back of that, I know the, uh, there's been two previous runners-up out of the um, chariots be given invites previously, That those being Bondi Lockdown and uh, our Waikiki Beach. So... Look, I I think off what we saw there the other night, I think it, there'd be a few disappointed people after Saturday sprints if he was to get a start ahead of them. That said, you look at the the sort of the hype that it gets and he generates for the race. There's that side of it, but at the end of the day, the horses that actually deserve to be there should be able to generate the hype, not a horse that should potentially be there. Mm, he's three dollars favourite, so you wouldn't take that. I wouldn't touch anything until we know the field, Steve. Do you think the winner of the Queen Elizabeth Mile, the Mayor's Speech, or the Old Ladyship Mile, will gain an invitation or not? I think she'll have to do something very special. I don't think it's an overly strong um, crop of mares, while there's some good individual performers there. I think if we had have seen, say we were to say, and we're working on what-ifs, like a ladies in red, well then that would be something but tough tilly's got had ladies in red measure so you look at it that way but um the other one will be stylish memphis um 
but I don't think any of those mares could really match it with the boys this season. I don't think any of them are, are up to it. Okay, so that being said, there's that possibility that Captain Ravishing could fill that invitation then. Yeah, certainly, but um, that's what I say. Like, I, I think post this, the other sprints, if, if, you know, it's sort of ho-hum racing, well, then he probably does deserve to get a to get an invite. The other, the other thing is a concern that I mentioned last week is, you know, he he sort of struggled a little bit against his own age. We're throwing up, throwing him straight into the wolves like horses. He was having his 14th start in that Chariots of Fire. Um, you know, are they asking too much of him too soon. I just don't like the way he rolls in, you know. Like, is there something there? Has there been any talk about gear or... That he might be in a bit well, of discomfort there. That hanging is a bit of. A, I know with thoroughbred racing, you just hate seeing it, and you often wonder yeah, if a horse well, is in discomfort that wants to hang. There's, there's, there is that possibility. The other thing is not really handling the track, and I know that sounds funny being such a big track, but some horses don't handle the bigger spaces. They they prefer to, um, you know, the the enclosed space where they have their sort of path, so to speak. But even where he ran inside pegs at the 600 down by the cages there last week, that was that was concerning for me. Well, normally we're used to him putting a field away quickly, aren't we? You know, within a couple of strides. But, wasn't but he was used yeah, off the arm. That's true. Yeah, used off the arm. And the other thing is he's been allowed to do that. He's in those races where he's put him away, he's in his comfort zone and, and bang, away he goes. All of a sudden, we take him away from his home, or away from Victoria. He's out of his comfort zone. He's had to travel. It's a big track. You know, there's a lot of factors there that, um, you know, could be potentially working against him. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about this meeting on Friday morning uh, when we go through all the other form talk for the weekend's features. We've got eight races tonight at Redcliffe. We kick off at 5.52. And for those wondering, the catalogues for the Garrard's Redcliffe yearling sale are available as well. So they're on course tonight in the race day offers in the Garrard's Horse and Hound shop on course. So that comes through on April 2. So those catalogues are now available. Where do we find your best bet tonight, Darren? Yeah, I think we can strike early, Chris. And um, the price has already gone a little bit, but I still think we can get in there. Race one, horse five, Mr. Reactor. Looks an, a big drop back in grade. He's been meeting stronger opposition. Um, free thinker, he went around behind last time. And then um, start before that, he took on Melton Beach. Melton Beach has since come out and won on Saturday night. This is a big class drop for him uh, into this race. So race one, horse five, Mr. Reactor. Okay, $2 currently with tabs. And so make sure you bet now and make sure you get some of that uh, uh, money that's available in tab right now, the black figures. So $2. What else stands out on the card for you tonight? There's a, there's a couple thereabouts, and um, I thought just relying on a, a little bit of luck and things going our way, but I thought in race number two, horse seven, press statement, I thought if the, the one can hold the lead and get it to the passing lane, then it'll be a big chance here. Um, fired out from the gate, led them up last time, only grabbed in the closing stages. It was only three metres away last time out. Does uh, The one does get out good. It does lead. We just need him to be behind that leader and get the passing lane with some momentum. So we'll get a little bit of an extra price with those factors in mind. So race two, horse seven, press statement. Okay, he's $5, $1.85 the plays. What about the quaddy races five, six, seven and eight? 
Throw some numbers my yeah. way, please. So the first leg, I thought, uh, probably looked a race in two between number two, She's Feeling Special, gets the gate to get forward, should be right in the firing line, and number six, Corvette Joe, changes stables, joins Donnie Smith stable after a last start third. Um, wide gate, but that was a good run last time out, and uh, he looks to get his opportunity there. So two and six. The, third le uh, the second leg, race six, Again, I thought a race in two between one candy cane. She'll be fitter. She's had one run back from a spell. Um, before that, um, tackling some probably stronger opposition. And number four, San Maria. Good winner last week. Um, and from gate four, you'd expect her to be right in the firing line again. The third leg, race seven. Uh, I've got number six, Ollie, one shot on top. Nathan Dawson into the cart tonight. That might just be able to help him out. He's got plenty of issues, does Ollie one shot. Um, maybe Nathan can sort them out, but uh, he's got a wide gate to overcome. Number two, Pretentious Beauty. She's a two-year-old on debut, so she's got to tackle the older horses first up. But a nice trial behind uh, Animato, who's won plenty of races, so that keeps her in the mix. So we'll go two and six, and the final leg... My old mate feeling the power, he's been a headache for me in the past couple of weeks. I thought he's had his chance, he just can't seem to get there. He gets back to the front line tonight, I think that can be all the difference. And if he can get forward, either outside the leader or force the issue, I think he gets his opportunity. Um, throw in number five, caught out. Again, Nathan Turnbull, uh, Nathan Turnbull, got the Turnbulls on the mind. Nathan Dawson, both two strong families. Um, Nathan Dawson gets a drive here. Again, uh, this mare will go close and talking control. Two runs for Jack Butler stable. She's uh, been attacked in front both times, so she'll be trailing up this time, so that might just help her out. Five, six, eight to bring it home. Okay, so quality numbers two and six into one and four into two and six into five, six, eight. So what's that, $24 for 100% of the dividend? That's it.